Welcome to An Amber A Day, the podcast all about functional nutrition for PCOS. I'm Amber Fisher, a certified nutrition specialist and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I have training in functional medicine. I also have PCOS, and on this podcast, we discuss PCOS in depth, the nutrition strategies for it, as well as the realities of living with it and making this lifestyle work. For further guidance and meal plan support, you can check out the show notes for links to my PCOS courses and programs. And if this podcast helps you, please do me a favor and leave me a review. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to An Amber A Day, the functional nutrition podcast. So I am your host, Amber Fisher. And uh, today is another edition of Conversations with Amber. So this is a monthly series on the podcast where I talk about what's going on with me and some of my thoughts on health, nutrition, um, and my own life. So it's kind of a free-form conversational uh, chance on the podcast for you guys to get to know me. So if you are just here for health content, then this is probably not the podcast for you. Uh, But if you are a fan of the show and you want to stay up to date with me and what's going on, this is your chance. So hey guys, I'm happy to be here again. Um, I'm really starting to look forward to conversations with Amber because I just feel like it's a good chance for me um, to connect with you all on a deeper level. I know it's going in one direction, but I feel like I can feel you guys listening to me right now. And that's, um, it's nice. It's really nice to think that there are people out there who listen to this episode and, um, get a little, um, window into my life. So, uh, here's, you know, the annoying part about conversations with Amber, uh, is that I, a couple days ago, recorded a very good episode of this and actually recorded two podcasts in a row. I was on a roll. I was really in podcast mode and uh, realized that I did not record with my microphone. So um, the it was the computer audio. And, you know, sometimes I would have just said, F it, let's just put it up there and, you know, everyone can deal, but, uh, it was really bad. The sound quality was terrible. So I am redoing the podcast tonight. Um, so that's fun. So we, you know, the, the benefit of that is, uh, I can actually like, you know, this is a stream of consciousness deal. So I remember some things that I said that maybe I won't say this time. Um, so yeah, so I think it'll be a little bit more coherent, hopefully. But, uh, what I want to talk about today, you know, besides just updating you guys on what's going on is, um, I really want to talk about some work that I am doing on myself. I feel like, you know, I mean, the podcast, Instagram, these are all places where I'm a little bit more open and honest about what I really struggle with as just a human being. But uh, I am doing some work with um, on myself and um, reading a book that I'm also reading as part of a book club that I'm I'm running and um, and I'm learning a lot and I'm thinking about things in a different way and I'm really trying to get on board with addressing some of my own 
issues around health and self-sabotage and all that. So I want to talk about that today. Um, and, uh, just kind of update you guys on what's going on. So I guess housekeeping stuff will get out of the way first, just kind of things that I want, um, everyone to know about. And if you, if you didn't know or haven't heard yet, I think by the time this podcast comes out, it will not be officially announced yet, but many of you know that I have another podcast with a good friend of mine named Jen Angela, who runs, uh, the account at Island Therapist. And, uh, her and I both do a lot of TikTok work. We both do stuff on Instagram. We're both content creators and consider that to be a major part of our jobs. And then we also both have private practices. So we have a lot in common. She's a therapist. She's a holistic kind of therapist and I'm a holistic kind of nutritionist. So there's a lot of overlap between what we do and we're really good friends. So we have a podcast that we created um, earlier this year called Advice We Need. In that podcast, um, you know, we knew that we wanted to do a podcast together because we have a lot of good chemistry and we have great conversations and we thought, you know, that would translate really well into a podcast. But in trying to do the podcast perfectly, um, because we were both thinking about our own podcast, which we've both had for a few years now, and some of the mistakes we made at the beginning and things we wish we had changed, places we wish we had maybe prepared more when launching. And so we were like, let's not do that again. Let's launch this new podcast right, you know. Uh, but I think in that process, we got a little too perfection-y with, with the format of it. And so it was going to be like question and answer um, from listeners about their relationship topics. And we were going to kind of give advice. But um the way it ended up going, I mean, it was, it was fun. And I still think it's, it's, I still think the first several episodes are good. Like I enjoyed listening to them, but it just wasn't really getting that kind of vibe that we wanted. Um, so we sort of made the decision recently to expand our, um, topics a bit and to also change the format. So the format is now going to be a lot more conversational between the two of us. And um, we are still going to answer questions, but we're more going to like stick to general themes for the podcast and kind of pull in questions that we we get rather than basing the entire podcast around the questions. And another thing that we are doing that we're really excited about is we're going to start including content uh, about being content creators. So we're going to include content about running a practice, about doing a lot of work online, about being a public figure online, which, you know, I know sounds a little bit hoity-toity, but there are a lot of people who are friends of mine, uh, fellow content creators who either listen to the podcast or, you know, um, or know about the podcast. And so I wanted to just kind of get the word out that that is a piece of what we're doing now. So if, if you weren't interested before in the health and relationship stuff, because you know, you're maybe already a therapist or you're already a nutritionist or whatever it may be. Um, now there's going to be a monthly uh, episode dedicated to being a content creator and to talking about business stuff, which is mostly what Jen and I do. We actually, um, we send each other voice notes every morning um, and uh, we just talk about the trials and tribulations of like being on TikTok, for example, because... Uh, and I, I might talk a little bit about that today. I mean, what, this is all new to me, this TikTok stuff and... What I didn't realize, um, first of all, was how quickly I was going to grow an account on there. 
And then once the account grew, how demanding and um, anxiety causing it could be sometimes. And so navigating like when do you respond to comments? Like how do you find self-care when your phone is, you know, being pinged all the time with like comments and questions and, and setting up boundaries of like, okay, these are things that I will answer. These are things that I won't answer. Um, just that kind of stuff. You know, I know that's not probably interesting to everybody who's listening right now. Um, but if you're, if you are somebody who has a business of any kind and has an internet presence and is trying to build that, uh, you know, Jen and I are going to basically talk you through what we have done as we've built our teams, as we've built our businesses. And, uh, and yeah, so I know a lot of people who listen to this are like aspiring nutritionists, um, and maybe, you know, are interested in that field or interested in like emulating what I've done, um, and yeah, so that's, that's what we're going to do. And, and the reason I'm mentioning it now is because we're actually, uh, creating a community, a, a Patreon community for that. And, uh, we're going to be doing like some special episodes there and some, some live sessions with us to talk specifically about business stuff. So, um, I'm hoping, we're both hoping that it'll eventually become this like really cool networking community where, you know, we can all support each other, but also learn and from each other and just share tips and advice because this is all stuff that like, I wish I had had a mentor for when I first got started on, you know, on social media stuff. Jen and I have both been doing different versions of this since, you know, probably, um, the mid 2010s. So, um, you know, I am late to the apps game. Like I'm late to Instagram. I'm late to, to TikTok, but, um, I have been podcasting for a long time and I've been blogging for a long time. And so I don't know, we just, we, we're not experts, but we do have some wisdom to share and we really just want to connect. So if that's, at all interesting to you, uh, I will leave the link in the show notes today about advice we need. You can find, uh, the best place to kind of find us is on Instagram. And then from there, you can kind of get to our different links and, and stuff, but I'll leave the links below so that you guys can check that out. And another thing, um, another thing that I wanted to mention before I kind of talk about today's topic is that if you weren't aware, I do now have a PCOS community. So if you have PCOS, I know a lot of the people who listen to the podcast have PCOS. Um, I've got, I've, I've started this community over the last month where, um, it's, it's like a Patreon. So you pay monthly. Um, but in exchange, you get lots of free content. So I'm doing like specific dedicated videos just for them, uh, where we talk more in depth about certain topics. So like, for example, you know how I have done, um, videos are not videos, but, um, you know how I've done podcasts on like insulin resistance or on, you know, the different types of PCOS. So in the group, I'm taking that stuff. And instead of talking about it really generally, I'm honing down on real guidance and advice. It is still a group. It's not one-on-one. So it has that element of like, you know, it, it's for, it's, it relates to a wider swath of people, right? But, um, it's a lot more guidance than you get on the podcast. It's more guidance than you get on, on blogs and things like that. So 
I think if you're searching for a place to um, get more information and kind of put together a plan for yourself, that that might work if you're sort of in the early stages of addressing your PCOS, or even if you're in the later stages and are just kind of wanting some support, it, it's a good place to be. And I'm working on trying to make it the best that I possibly can. And while it's new, I'm really listening a lot to the advice and to the opinions of the people who are in the group and just trying to make it work for everyone. You know, it's still a little rough around the edges, um, but we're doing some cool stuff on there. So uh, I'm doing weekly videos like today, the video that is coming out um, actually today, same day that this podcast is coming out. So the video that's coming out on the group is specifically on weight loss and PCOS. So uh, we are talking all about like how I create a diet for weight loss for PCOS and what are the things that I um, am organizing and some advice about how to figure out how many calories calories you need and what things you need to address in order to really make progress with weight loss. So, so yeah, another thing that we're doing is, is supplement stuff. So I don't feel like super comfortable talking about supplements, like too much on TikTok or on the podcast, even like, um, I will here and there, but I, I, in order to really do supplements justice, I feel like I need people's attention for a bit longer so that I can talk a bit more in depth. So I'm doing, I'm along with these videos, you know, like we did one on insulin resistance and we talked about some of the supplements that have been studied for insulin resistance and what I like to use in practice. And so there's also a private supplement inventory that comes along with your membership that, uh, you know, you have access to. And so these are like therapeutic grade things, things that I would get for my, for my clients. You have access to order those if you want. You don't have to, they're optional, but, um, it's something, you know, it's a cool perk. And, uh, what else, what else do you get? We're also doing a book club. And uh, that's a little bit what I want to talk about today, because the book that we're reading is actually something that I'm kind of working on in my own life. And so, um, right now, uh, we're reading, um, how to do the work by Nicole LaPera, uh, and Dr. Nicola Pera and, um, and just kind of going through that, but we're going to do other functional, uh, medicine and functional nutrition books. And my goal for, um, for the group is for it to be like a community, um, of support, but also to be a place where you get a little bit more guidance. Um, so it's kind of like my way of, of doing something in between just, podcasts and TikToks and just like general videos and then one-on-one consulting. So I know not everybody can afford one-on-one consulting. So this is like sort of, I'm trying to find a middle ground. Um, and then, uh, you know, one of the other things that we're doing is, you know, chances to win free one-on-one consults with me, um, chances to win packages with me, to work with me for like six months. So there's some opportunities there that, you know, if you are somebody who would love to work one-on-one, but it's just not in your budget, you know, you might be able to, to do this and, and possibly get, get to work with me for free. So, um, so I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah. So the other piece of it that is really interesting is that um, we're doing like some case studies, uh, talking about some clients that I've worked with in the past and kind of what my approach has been and how we've managed, managed PCOS with them and what some of the outcomes are. And then we're also, we also do uh, weekly uh, meetings together. And I just want to say too, because I, I, I have a feeling that there are a lot of people out there who are like, oh, this is interesting to me, but I don't really want to like be part of live meetings or like, you know, I, I don't want to be put on the spot. It's I'm like embarrassed. 
or whatever it may be. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. But uh, there's no need, you know, you, the live meetings are optional. Um, we, we're kind of going to try out for this next month doing one week where we talk about the book and we stay on track with book club. One week where we do like question and answer and then one week where we do like a case study or one of them is doing a food sensitivity test. And so she's going to let us like, let me kind of talk over with the group, like, you know what we would do about food sensitivity testing. Uh, so, so that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, the last and final thing and the most, I think, helpful thing of all is that I am making weekly meal plans for everybody. So it's a meal plan that covers the week, has a grocery list, has recipes. So that's very helpful, you know, gives you an idea of where to start with eating. And then the videos are kind of help you kind of organize it and make it a little bit more I guess, fit you and as an individual, because obviously everybody has different needs. Um, so yeah, so I'm sorry to give you a really long spiel there, but I'm just really excited about the group. And I think it has the opportunity to be something really awesome. Like already so far, we've got a good group in there and like, and, and, and I'm really feeling like a lot of, um, excitement about it. And, um, you know, I, I think my frustration with it now is just that I am still in the early phases. And so I'm still trying to figure out what's going to make it better. What's, what's going to be the best, what's the flow going to be like. And so, yeah, so if you join it now, um, be patient with me as I try to get things figured out. It's, it's possible that we'll be changing around what some of the perks are and when you get them and, and all that stuff as, as time goes on. But but anyway, it's a cool thing. So I'd love it if if those of you listening who are interested in it, you know, think about joining. It's $15 a month. Um, it's not that much of an investment. And you can even join for $6 a month if you don't want to have the um, live meetings so or the meal plans. So if you just want to get the extra videos, um, yeah, those are available for, for six, $6 a month. And if you want to be part of, we have a, like a Facebook group for it and you'll get access to that. Um so yeah, so that's that. Uh, so, I mean, besides those two things, those are kind of like the big things going on. I've got some stuff going on in like the personal realm with like work, well, wor- the work personal realm that I, um, I, you know, I don't want to bore you guys with right now. I might come back to it on another podcast, but I think the big thing that I'm focused on right now is just how it has been really um, a hard year for me. And I mean, I, we've all had a hard year, right? Like, I don't want to complain. And um, I know that that comparatively to other people, I have had a lot of benefits and a lot of privilege and all that stuff. So I don't want to complain. But this year has been tough on me mentally, I, I think, because I just haven't been able to find a good balance. 
Um, and, and I wrote a little bit about this on Instagram the other day because, um, one of my big struggles lately has just been the fact that, um, I, I just can't seem to get consistent again. So ever since, ever since pretty much since I got pregnant, um, my health and my eating habits have just been all over the board, you know, um, all over the map. So I, I, I like to think of myself as this healthy person who takes care of themselves. And obviously I help other people to be healthy and take care of themselves. But uh, the reality is that, you know, I go through periods of time where I don't take care of myself, uh, where I put other people's needs above my own, where I don't block myself for eating breaks and I go all day without eating anything or, um, you know, or I snack all day on, on, on stuff. And it's just like, and then I sit there and I look at myself and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like you would never like you would be so like disappointed in a client if you found out that they were doing this, but yet you were doing it to yourself. Um, and it's that old adage, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and, and all that stuff. And that's that's nice to say, right? Like, yes, it's true. But the reality of living in the reality of like taking care of yourself day in and day out is really difficult. Um, and so what I find interesting is like, obviously, I mean, I've talked about this before on the podcast that like, this is an ongoing thing for me. And I think this is an ongoing thing for a lot of my clients to try to figure out like, why are we sabotaging ourselves? Because we do this. Do we not? Like we do this. Um, some people are better about this than others. And I think habit and routine play a big role. Like I know before I got pregnant, I had a great habit and a great routine. And that was really like helpful because I would just, you know, I I didn't beat myself up about things. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't, I wasn't pendulum swinging all over the map with diet. It was like, you know, I, would I eat perfect hundred percent of the time? No, but like, I was okay with that. I, I, cause I was healthy most of the time and I felt good and, and all that stuff. So, so I'm not, I'm not quite there yet again. Um, I, you know, I've gone through periods where I've been better about that and periods where I've been worse about that since, since the baby's been born, but I still, I just feel like I haven't just caught my routine again, you know? And so it started getting me thinking, um, because this is the thing I've always struggled with the most with clients. It's like, I can tell them what to eat and I can tell them what to do and they may know what to do. But following through on into the long term is what's really difficult. And a lot of people struggle with, with sabotage. They just like, they don't follow through for themselves. Um, and it's very frustrating for me. It's frustrating for them. It's like, you know, the, the most disappointing thing is having the same conversation with somebody month after month after month and watching them just, you know, they've paid all this money and then they just, get to the end of all their visits and they haven't done a thing, you know? Um, maybe it helps to just talk about it every month. Sure. But, but it's still not making the kind of progress that they could. And that's so disappointing for me and I'm sure for them. Um, and so it's always been a a thought in my head, like surely there has to be a better way. There has to be something that we can incorporate or some sort of skill that we can incorporate into this where, um, where we can help people move forward. And, you know, the, the conclusion that I have come to over the years is just that, first of all, people just have to really be ready. You know, they have to really be ready. And nobody knows when they're ready until they are. And a lot of times people think that they're ready, 
but they're not. Um, you know that feeling when you start a diet and you're like, this is going to be the time. Like, I'm going to do it this time. And then, like, you do it for a couple days and you don't follow through. or and, and then finally, one day, you just, like, wake up and you actually do it and you follow through with it. Like, I mean, some of you have probably experienced that before. Um, it's that motivation that's hard to harness, right? It's, like, really hard to find where that comes from. So... I was thinking about this new group that I'm doing and I was thinking about what books should we use for book club. And um, there's a ton of like functional medicine books that I'm like excited about and want to talk about and want to read and all that. But, uh, but the thing that I think holds people back more than anything is not, you know, not knowing what to do, but actually doing it. Granted, some people don't know what to do. And I mean, but that's, that's what the group's doing, right? The group is giving you ideas of what to do. And it's just a matter of like, are you going to actually do it? Um, and I think, you know, so there's that element of like, I've got to be ready, right? And so I think about, I think about the funnel. You know, we talk about like in, in, in business stuff, right? In, in social media marketing, we talk about there's a, a sales funnel and, you know, for me, I don't do this work to make money. Like, yeah, I mean, I want to make money because I'm supporting my family with the money, but I'm not trying to get rich or, you know, live this luxurious lifestyle on the backs of other people. I really do this because I genuinely want to help people and it's, I'm passionate about what I do and I like doing it. Um, and so I think that's why I'm, I'm so present on social media is because I actually genuinely like being on social media. Like I like making videos and I like hearing people's feedback on the videos. You know, do I like when they're mean? No. And I've got some major issues going on with that, that I'm, and some anxieties that I'm having to like really take a hard look at. But I like doing it overall. So I think about this, this funnel, right? So you've got something like, like TikTok, for example which is the top of the funnel, you make these videos and all kinds of people see them. And are all those people going to like you or agree with you? No. But let's say you've got a, a group of people from these videos who do like you and do agree with you. And maybe those people like you enough that they want to hear more from you. And so they follow you. And so they watch most of your videos or all of your videos. And then they come on when you're live and they get to know you and they like you. And so they move over and they transfer over to um, Instagram which is kind of a more personal view of you. And so they get to know you as a person and, and this the like, no trust factor, right? And so eventually they might think, gosh, you know, I think I'm ready to do something about my um, nutrition. So I am going to work with a nutritionist. So they've already been following me. They like me. They know me. They trust me. So maybe they're going to look at booking a consult with me, or maybe they're going to say, you know, I'm ready to do something about this. Maybe I'm going to join her PCOS group because I like the way she talks and I like what she has to say. So it's this process of like building and, and funneling down and not everybody's going to trickle down into the group or into one-on-one -on -one consults. And that's okay. I can't, I couldn't see everybody and I wouldn't be right to try to see every single person because I have to have my sanity and I have to have some space so that I'm present for my current clients and for the people who, who do end up working with me. But this, nevertheless, this, this whole, um, funnel thing is happening. 
And, um, and so when people kind of convert, as we call it, when they convert to being part of the group, that is an indicator that they are ready for some change because they've taken that step to put a financial piece into the puzzle, right? They've made a commitment of a certain number of, a certain amount of money. And so that's them investing in the idea of doing something different. You see what I mean? Um, so that already indicates that they're ready for something at least. Um, but the trouble is, is getting that motivation to actually follow through into action. Because sometimes people get stuck in that money step of I've paid for this and now it should like work out for me. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get to that step. Like, for example, I've been doing some videos lately and, you know, um, people sometimes ask questions on the videos that like, you know, they're clearly not ready to hear what the video has to say, if that makes sense. So as a nutritionist, you learn you kind of hear the same excuses a lot. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean or cruel. Like obviously people have different experiences and life experiences and they're in different places and that's okay. Um, however, it doesn't change the fact that like, yeah, you do hear the same things kind of over and over the same sort of, um, excuses. And, and you get to the point where you can tell that a person is, is just, you know, people, people get defensive when they hear things that they're not ready for. Um, cause they're just not ready to hear them, you know, and, and that's fine. But people will say things like, you know, well, how can I, um, <laughs> you know, how can I like do this, this diet or tackle this issue without doing this, this, and this. And it's like, well, you know, that misses the point. I mean, you know, if you, for example, hate vegetables, hate the taste of them, um, you know, there's not really a good way around that. What we maybe need to work on is why do you hate the taste of vegetables? You know what I mean? Like we're not going to try to find you a diet that doesn't have vegetables in it. I mean, that's a pretty universally agreed upon principle of a healthy diet. Like that can't be changed just because you don't like them. But we can maybe find ways to ease you in. We can maybe find ways to um, alter your taste buds through constantly tasting things, um, through trying new things, through trying things cooked in a different way. There's a lot of ways to do that. But when you're not ready for something, then your automatic first knee-jerk reaction is no. I don't like this, so I'm not doing that. And that's okay. You're not ready. Um, but you do get you know, then there's the people who do get to the point where they do feel ready and they're like excited. They're like, Hey, I've got, I'm going to get a meal plan here and I want to use the meal plan. Right. Um, but how do we get these people to actually follow through on buying the groceries and then eating the food that they bought the groceries for? Um, Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, 
Let's get started. And for longer than just a couple of weeks. That's the struggle, right? Um, So, you know, my whole point in that long ramble is that the idea of this book, which is, uh, I mentioned before, how to do the work, is to help you confront maybe some of the deeper psychological reasons why you are resistant to the work or why you self-sabotage or, you know, why you fall, fall back into old patterns or whatever it may be. Um, and because she's a holistic psychologist, she looks at things from that perspective of like the health of the body being a really important piece of this as well. And so I just find it, I'm finding it very interesting and, and interesting in the sense of like, not just for my clients, because I'm learning some things and recognizing some things that I might take into my client work, but I'm also really interested in it for me. Because as I said before, like I struggle with these things too. I haven't been able to find a good balance since my son was born. Um, you know, I've alternated between like having really good months and having months where I really wasn't taking care of myself very well and, you know, feeling bad, like physically feeling bad. Um, I've noticed that since my son was born, some things have come up with my health that are not in the best spot. So my food sensitivities that I had um, pretty much under control before I got pregnant are now, you know, they're kind of affecting me again in a way that they weren't before. And it's just all these little signs from the body saying like, hey, you need to pay attention to me. You need to take care of me. You know, you need to get more sleep. You need to relax more. You need to breathe more. You need to eat better. You need to eat your vegetables just like you tell your clients to do. Um, You need to remember to eat more than one meal a day. um, And you need to drink water. You know, I mean, one of the things that I have struggled so much with over the last several months, it's just drinking water. Like it's the simplest thing in the world, but I forget to drink water. All of a sudden it's the end of the day and I haven't drank any water, you know, and that's craziness. Um, so why, why, why do I, as a literally one of the most qualified people to talk about health and nutrition, why do I struggle to do the simplest health and nutrition tasks? I don't know. So that's what this book and the work that you do in the book are trying to help with. Um, And I guess I'm realizing some things about myself that I didn't before. Um, And it's connecting back to some of the ways where I sort of lose my voice or I lose my sense of myself online. I get too caught up in the validation piece, you know. Um, So one of the things that I've been struggling with is, you know, and I hesitate to even talk about this because I feel like it's so just like first world problems, you know? Um, But since my TikTok account has grown to the number of followers that it has, one thing I have been struggling with is some really bad like anxiety and um, almost like PTSD-like symptoms over it. 
So it's interesting because like, of course, like I'm putting videos out there, like I want them to get seen, you know, I want to help people. But whenever I have a video that does do well, um, it does get seen by more people. I get this overwhelming sense of dread and anxiety and like want to shut the app down and want to like stop. And, um, and mostly it's just a dread of like people being like rude to me. <laughs> like I'm so soft hearted. Um, I, maybe I don't come across that way. I, I don't know. Um, I think sometimes people see like the, you know, the red hair and the like, you know, I have like these like blue eyes that can be kind of like scary looking. And I think people maybe think that I have a really thick skin, but I don't, I'm very thin skinned and my feelings get hurt really easily. Like trolls have like, have the easiest time like getting to me because I'm just very thin skinned and, and soft hearted. And, and so I've been dealing with this like stress coming from that piece of my life Um, And I think, and, you know, it's been playing out in my health and me not taking care of myself. Not only that, but just like really over committing myself, like really over committing myself. Um, And I, I mean, it's, it's like the good problem to have, right? Because I keep getting these opportunities or I keep getting people who are interested in doing this thing with me or that thing with me. And it's like, I want to say yes to everything, but um, I'm starting to really have to just like say no more. And I'm not good at saying no. So um, all of that, all of that comes from a deeper place, right? And so some of the things I'm learning in this book are that like, you know, I, um, I developed this sort of core belief as a, as a child that the best way to get people to love me um, was by achieving and by being, you know, this by being perfect and by not getting into trouble and by kind of like staying, um, out of the way, um, and being, you know, just an overachiever, like just taking on a lot. And what, um, what that's led to is just this like high functioning anxiety. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an anxious person. Um, I've made a lot of progress on that as I've made progress with my gut health and my, and the rest of my health. But, um, but it's still, it's still an issue. And uh, it started to get a lot worse earlier this year because I wasn't sleeping. Um, I wasn't sleeping well. And um, part of that was because I wasn't listening to my body and taking the signals from my body and getting the help that I needed. So I think I may have mentioned before that um, I, as far as like my hormone replacement went after the hysterectomy, I didn't have the right balance with my hormones. And I just sort of like ignored my intuition about that because I didn't want to like bug my doctor. You know, that's another thing that I don't, I don't like to bug people. I don't like to annoy people. I hate disappointing people. Um, and I just way overthink stuff. And so I didn't want to say anything to him. So I just kind of suffered. (laughs) Like I just, I let myself suffer because I didn't want to like bother with it, which is silly. Um, but finally a few weeks ago I got in, with a uh, doctor who I cross-refer with all the time. You know, she's great. She sees a lot of my clients to talk about me because I'm, I was like, you know, it has been years of being a clinician, helping other people get their health under control and just putting myself on the back burner, not running. I have these cool functional lab tests 
And I've only run like a few of them on myself, you know, and I'm like sitting here with these tools at my fingertips and not, you know, not using them. Um, and so we're doing some work together and we're, we're, I'm letting go of the control a bit and letting an outside set of eyes be on me. You know, she's like, I I need you to send me a list of your supplements. (laughs) She's like, what are you taking? Um, you know, she's gonna like, it's just interesting. It's so I, I'm gonna refer back to this process a few more times, I'm sure, because I feel like it, it, it's interesting because I have both perspectives. I have the perspective of the clinician helping people. And I have the perspective of the patient, you know, like, and I, I'm doing some, some work right now. Um, so, so yeah, so we're going to like test me for, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have some mold toxicity. That's kind of where, where we're sort of going with, um, with some stuff. And I know I have detoxification issues, obviously, since I've had cancer and, um, have estrogen dominance and all that. And so we're, we're, we're working on some things. And part of that process that's been really cool is like, as I've been working on, as I've been reading this book and, and working on some of the things that, that we're supposed to do in there. And as I've been working with her and getting my hormone placement under wraps and like, correct, you know, I've been sleeping better. That's been giving me more perspective. I took a little vacation last week. Like I had a couple days off from seeing clients and I thought, you know, let's just go. Like I have a ton of work to do, but it can wait. Like, let's go, let's take the baby. Let's go see the ocean. Um, because I needed some time to just process some things and just take some time. So I kind of turned my, um, phone off for the most part and didn't really, um, you know, participate too much on like making videos or creating anything. I did some writing, um, and I just did fun stuff. And that was so healing for me. Um, and, and since I've come back from that, I've really been paying a lot more attention to what I eat. Um, I've been paying a lot more attention to how much water I'm drinking. And, uh, one of the things that the book asks you to do is start making daily promises to yourself. And I think this concept is like really simple, but really cool because so often when we decide to start something new, we do it as like a rule for ourselves. Like I'm making a rule for myself that I'm going to drink two liters of water a day or whatever it may be, you know, and when we make rules, we just want to rebel and break them. Um, so I, definitely I do. Like, I don't like rules. Um, this is one reason why I pretty much only can thrive as a self-employed person is because I really don't like being told what to do. And even if I'm the one telling myself to do it, I don't like to be told. So, um, you know, making promises to myself is different though. It's like, I don't want to let myself down. Like, you know, I made myself a promise. Like, so, um, but she, she suggests starting really small with those so that you can actually keep them. And then when we keep them, you'll start to look forward to them. So my first promise to myself, and I'm going to tell you guys so I can stay accountable, is to spend five minutes every morning when I first wake up, just, um, like meditating and, um, doing some like breath work. And, um, that seems like a small thing, but my first thing that I would do for the longest time, like pretty much since I picked up Instagram last June is very first thing I would do in the morning is check my phone, check all my apps, like see all my notifications. And I didn't realize until I started taking a little bit more time to just kind of like breathe and relax in the morning, how like 
that was just amping me up too much, like too early in the day. You know, it was like, oh, that's a lot. So now I've just been taking a little bit more time kind of, and I'm, I spending more than five minutes doing it, you know, but as long as I spend five minutes, I've kept the promise. So, so that's cool. And my next promise that I want to make to myself, um, is to start doing a little bit of yoga every day. So before, uh, pregnancy, I used to practice yoga very regularly. And I did that for, for, for years and really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. I mean, I, I had times where I would kind of fall off of it and come back onto it, but it was something consistent that I always kind of came back to and, um, that I really enjoyed. And, when I was pregnant, I had something called a subchorionic hemorrhage, uh, which meant that I had to be on like partial bed rest. Um, and I was really looking forward to doing prenatal yoga, like really looking forward to that. I wanted to be one of those like healthy pregnant ladies. Like I really had a vision for it. And I ended up having to have a pregnancy that was very different than what I expected. Um, and I remember at like 13 weeks along, I was, you know, told that they couldn't see the subchorionic hemorrhage anymore and that I could go ahead and, you know, resume activity. And so I went ahead and I did two, two sessions of, of prenatal yoga just at home and, uh, started bleeding from those, um, because I reopened the wound. So that was my, uh, sign that it wasn't meant to be. So anyway, I just kind of fell off track and I have gotten back to, um, working out with my personal trainer every week, which, which is, you know, very helpful and a big part of my, of, of my health, you know, in general, but I would really like to start incorporating more yoga into my life again. Um, I bought a new yoga mat like a month ago with the intention of doing this and still haven't really taken her out for a spin, but you know, um, that's my next promise. So when I'm going to implement that, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of not even like a weekend to the five minutes in the morning thing. So I'm going to give it a little bit of time because I, I'm really trying to do it right to do it the way that I would ask a client to do it, which is like to start small and to not overwhelm yourself because you want to follow through, right? Like you want them to become habits. And it is true what they say that if you do something, I think it takes longer than three weeks, I should say, but but it is true that if you do something consistently for like a month or so, or it does become like a habit and, and it's it's easier to keep it um, because it becomes second nature. So, so yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And, uh, and those are kind of the big things I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, I don't have a ton more to say. Thanks to those of you who stuck around to the end. Um, I know that sometimes, you know, conversations with Amber can be quite a ramble, but... I know that there are some of you who do enjoy them and I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for caring and for listening. And I hope that something that I said maybe resonated with you. And if it did, I'd love for you to reach out and let me know. Um, if you have questions for the podcast, feel free to submit them to the email and Amber at a podcast at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to check out the links below. I'll have links to all my social media and also to, um, the Patreon where you can become a PCOS community member if you would like. And, um, yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. If you learned 
something today or you enjoyed today's episode or both, I'd love it if you would leave me an iTunes review and share this with a friend. If this brought up a question for you that you would like to hear me answer, there is a Google form that you can use to ask me any question you want, and I might answer it here on the podcast. I do it all the time, and I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.